Hey friends, my name is Claudine. Welcome to the Embodied Catholic Woman. This podcast is for Catholic women who are looking for a holistic approach to well-being that is rooted in faith. You'll learn how to manage your thoughts, feel your feelings, and regulate your nervous system so you can fully embody your feminine genius. Let's do it. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Catholic Woman podcast. First of all, I want to wish all of you a very, very happy new year because this episode is being released on January 1st, 2024. So I hope you had a wonderful 2023. I know I did. I had a great year. And even if it wasn't a perfect year, there were still so many amazing things that happened last year. And what I want to suggest to you is that even if 2023 wasn't a perfect year for you, if you look for it, if you choose to look for it, because it's a choice, you will find moments of grace you will find moments of favor from God. You will find blessings, unexpected blessings that happened. But it is a choice to really attune our gaze to looking for those things. So if you haven't yet done that already, I encourage you to to take a moment to review your year, to reflect on it, and really find those positive moments. This is something that I do for my my clients inside of my membership, the Embodied Catholic Woman Collective. I actually created, I think it's about 10, 12 pages. It might actually even be longer, but it's it's basically a, a workbook to help them to really to really see everything that happened in 2023. So not just the good either, the regrets as well, the things that didn't go as planned. I know I have some of those. There was in particular one area of my life where I had made a lot of progress on in 2022. And then I had a goal for 2023 and I didn't hit that goal. And that's okay because sometimes that's what happens. And not hitting your goal is actually not the problem. The problem is when we don't even try, right? When we give up and we say, oh, that's not possible for me. So don't be afraid to really examine the outgoing year, but to also dream, to dare to dream for the new year ahead. And something that I wrote in my journal is it's like we're opening up a blank, a book with blank pages, right? We have this book, there's 365 pages in it, and each day has yet to be written. I don't know about you, but when I think of it that way, I immediately get lit up and excited about the possibility, about the potential, about a story that is being written in real time, right? 
And this is actually a, a really nice segue into today's episode, the first episode of 2024. I wanted to talk about six steps to having or even creating an extraordinary year. Six steps to doing that. So I'm going to walk through that with you. And this is episode 33. And as I was checking to see what number episode this would be, I thought this is so cool. It's not a coincidence in my opinion, because there's no coincidences with God, right? But 33 is the number of years that Jesus lived, right? He he completed his his mission, you know, at 33, the the fulfillment of uh, his purpose coming to this earth. And so to start the year with the 33rd episode of the Embodied Catholic Woman podcast, I just think that that's really cool and I'm going to claim that this is kicking off a year of also mission and purpose in my life and in my business as well. So let's get into today's episode. So I wanted to start the year talking about creating an extraordinary year because I know this time of year, goals are pretty much top of mind for everyone. And maybe you're like me. I. I start thinking about goals in like the last two months of the year. I start really, really trying to, to pin down and to hone down what exactly do I want to co-create in the upcoming year. And for me, I like to use the word co-create because unlike, you know, what you'll hear in sort of the secular world I don't believe that we are 100% in control of what's happening in our lives, right? I do believe that we have a lot of agency. We have a lot more agency than we sometimes want to admit, but we don't have 100% agency in our lives, right? There are things and circumstances that are totally beyond our control that we'll never be able to control and that we may not even understand. Like, why is this happening? Why am I experiencing this? Or maybe why isn't this happening, right? I've been praying about something for a while. Why hasn't it happened yet? So there are things that are beyond our control. And that's not a problem. That's actually not a problem. And as Catholics, we actually want to be able to recognize that God is actually sovereign. He's the one who's sovereign in our lives. We actually want to surrender to his sovereignty. But that being said, we are still in this process of co-creating our lives with him. So even if we go back to the book of Genesis, God created and, you know, the last, the last thing he created was, was a man, right? Human beings. And he invited Adam into this process of working alongside him. He gave him assignments in the garden, things that he was supposed to do. And it's the same with us, right? God invites us to participate in our lives. We're not just here to, you know, ornament the earth and, and not do anything and, and just look pretty. 
there is a mission and a purpose and an idea that God had in mind when he created you. And I believe it's that mission that's part of our call that will get us to heaven, right? But so many of us, we get stuck in sort of the discernment phase. We get stuck in figuring out, well, what am I supposed to do in my life? What is God calling me to? And stuckness is something that happens really on a physiological level. It actually happens at a nervous system level. And I talked about this in the last workshop that I did for, for 2023, Thrive in Five, where I shared really five truths about why we often feel stuck in our lives. And it really has to do with the state of our nervous system. And so part of our work is to figure out what exactly are those heart wounds from the past or those experiences that we've gone through that are actually creating this stuckness, this inflexibility in our nervous system, because that's not how God created us. He actually created us with neuroplasticity, with this ability to, to heal and to grow and to change and to become, to step into. And if we're not doing that, then we're actually not doing what he created us to do. And so let's get into, I want this to be a very high level overview of the six steps that you need to do. You need to really think about doing to co-create this amazing, extraordinary, purpose-filled, mission-driven year in 2024 and beyond, because this is not just for this year. This is the framework, in my opinion. This is the framework that I have sort of put together after, after really years of, of refining this process in my own life. And so I want to share that with you. And so the first step to having an extraordinary year is actually defining your desires, defining your desires. And this is really the critical first step because if you don't know what your destination is, if you don't know where you want to go, how can you get there? Right? It's like you want to go on a trip and you've got, you know, your GPS. If you want to get there, you're going to have to put the coordinates, the destination into the GPS so you can arrive there, right? But so many of us, we have a problem actually defining and declaring what that is. And for so many of us, it's a fear of actually not getting what we want. And so we don't want to actually speak it out loud or write it down in a journal because maybe in the past there were things that we wanted to accomplish or things that we wanted to achieve and they didn't happen. And so on a deeper level, usually a subconscious level, we make the decision, well, I'll never try that again, or that didn't work out. So that must mean it's not for me. When we are in this first step of defining what we want, we want to actually make sure that they're in alignment with our own values. So not because it's something that your mom or dad told you that you had to do, not because it's something that your family, 
your siblings expect you to do. Not because it's something that your, you know, teachers told you that you had to do in your life. You really want to figure out what are your own values. Some of us don't know what our own values are. We we have the values of everyone else in our minds and we're living our lives according to their expectations and their values. And we've never actually sat down and asked ourselves, what do I want? What do I actually want? And it's not selfish to do that. Because I, I, I can already hear, you know, there's a little bit of that gremlin, but isn't that selfish? Shouldn't I think about what, what works for other people? Of course, we want to consider, we want to consider, but we want to consider what's best for everyone through the lens of well, what's best for me. Because I promise you that if you are living in alignment with what your core values are, and also with the values that we have through our faith, it's going to be what's best for the people in your life because you're going to be showing up from a much different place. And so you want to identify what your desires are, make sure that they're aligned with your values. And we also want to do this with God. This is very important. This is usually what's missing from the secular form of goal setting is they don't tell you to invite God into the process of figuring out what you want. There's a verse, I believe it's in Psalm, but it might be in Proverbs, where it talks about God giving us the desires of our heart. And I remember, and I can't remember where I heard this, another explanation of that scripture was God putting his desires actually into your heart. So the desires that are in your heart may actually be God's own desires for you. And so as we're defining our desires, as we're defining our dreams, as we're defining and clarifying our goals, we want to do that process alongside God so that we are also in alignment with him and his will for our lives. The second step to having an extraordinary year is assessing your alignment. Assessing your alignment. And what I mean by that is now that you know what your goals are, now that you know what your desires are, you want to see what you actually feel towards those dreams and goals and desires, what your orientation is towards it. Because we can consciously want something. We can consciously have a goal. We can consciously say, I want a new job in, in the new year, or I want to meet a great guy in the new year, or I want to really expand my social circle in the new year, whatever those, those goals are, right? But when we assess our alignment, we're actually checking in to see if on a physiological level, on a subconscious level, on a deeper level, if we are actually oriented towards those goals and desires. Because oftentimes when you'll check in, when you assess your alignment, you're actually not moving towards it. And as a matter of fact, you can be turned away from it and almost repelling that goal and that desire. This is such a critical step because if we skip over this step and just try to start taking action, which is why New Year's resolutions fail most of the time, 
is that we never actually tuned in to see, well, am I actually on board with this desire? Because I can tell you, if you're not on board with it, if you're not aligned with it, you will sabotage it, not intentionally, but you will. And you won't actually be moving towards this goal. So step two, assess your alignment. Step three is what I call conscious conflict resolution. Conscious conflict resolution. This is so important because once you have assessed your alignment and you're like, you know what? I'm actually not fully on board with this. I thought I wanted this, but there's something inside when I think about it, when I actually drop in and imagine myself having it, I feel a little, ooh, I feel a little uncomfortable. Something feels off. And so in this third step, what we're doing is identifying what are the beliefs that you hold or the habits that you have or emotional states or patterns, any ways of being that are actually incongruent with your vision, with your desires. And again, this is usually what's missing from traditional goal setting is we haven't actually identified the parts of us that are not on board with achieving this goal. And just briefly, we all have many parts. And I'm sure you may have found yourself saying this, well, part of me wants to do this and a part of me wants to do that. That's because we can have this inner conflict between the different parts that are inside of us. And it's normal. It's totally normal to have different parts that ultimately have a different way of going about keeping you safe. The ultimate agenda, the overarching agenda for all of your parts is to keep you safe. It's just the way they go about keeping you safe is different and may actually be in conflict with one another. And so what you want to do is identify the different parts, the major parts that are either moving you towards your goal or holding you back from that goal. And then trying to resolve this conflict consciously. So we're, we're taking the unconscious and we're making it conscious so that we can identify exactly what's holding us back and exactly what's incongruent between these parts that are not having the same, the same feeling about these goals. The fourth step is overcoming these obstacles. So once you know what you want, you've assessed your alignment to it, you've identified the, con the conflict, the inner conflict. The next step is to actually do the healing work to release any blocks or any obstacles, anything that's stopping you from taking action and moving forward on your goals. Cognitive, the cognitive behavioral triad in its very simplest form is our thoughts generate our feelings, our feelings inspire our actions. And ultimately the actions you take or don't take are what lead to the results, the outcomes that you have in your life. And so if you're not taking action, it's because of some feeling, some feeling state, some emotional state that's keeping you from taking action. 
And so we want to know exactly what those states are. Is it fear? Fear of, of being judged, fear of failure, fear of rejection, or perhaps it's a sense of, of guilt. You know, well, who am I to achieve this when, you know, my parents didn't achieve this? Or who am I to move forward in my life when my, you know, sister hasn't achieved what she wanted to in her life? There can be all kinds of, it can get very, very deep because it's usually unconscious. We may be taking vows unconsciously to the people in our lives to actually hold ourselves back because we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to make them upset. We don't want to make them feel bad about themselves. So we say, okay, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just be small. I'll just sit over here quietly and not draw any attention to myself and not rock the boat. Or it could be something else entirely, but identifying what your unique flavor of obstacles are. And then this is very importantly, this is very important. We're not just mentally doing mental jujitsu to try to convince ourselves that, no, we really do want this, right? So that's when, that's when you're just, you know, doing traditional mindset work, or maybe you are doing affirmations, or you're basically trying to just mentally gloss over the underlying blocks and obstacles that you're actually holding in your body. This is very important. The blocks that are in the subconscious part of the mind, they live in the body. They live in inside of you. So you can't just do mental tricks or cognitive reframes or, you know, affirmations. And all those things are good at the proper time in the process. We can't skip over the somatic work, the body-based work to actually release these blocks and these obstacles. The fifth step, once you've done the, the clearing work, and it's usually not a one and done, I actually wanna make that clear. It's usually an ongoing process of clearing blocks that are coming up literally in real time. And it's, it's kind of like a step-by-step. -step. So you take one step forward and then there are new challenges and new fears and you identify those and then you work on those. And then you take the next few steps forward and then there's new challenges. Like, like the saying says, new, new level, new devil, right? So as you keep going, as you keep moving forward, there's going to be new obstacles. That is part of the process. So this isn't like, okay, I cleared my fear of failure and I'll never experience that again. Of course not. Once you go to the next level, there's going to be new fear of failure because you've never, you've never been at that level before. So now you've got to deal with that fear of failure, right? So it's an ongoing process. But once you have done the work to at least clear out the, the old baggage that's probably been in there for, for decades, those I'm talking about those core wounds, once you start moving those out, you're creating room for step six, which is embodying the vision embodying the, the vision. And what I mean by that is actually becoming this woman now. So you don't wait until you have what you want before you become her and take actions. You actually have to do that step first. You have to take on that identity first before it comes into this 3D reality that we're all living in.
And if you think about it, every idea started in the mind. It, it, it didn't exist yet. And then it became, then it came into being, into fruition, into form. It became manifested into the world. But you have to actually embody the vision before it becomes real. And this isn't just simply acting as if you may have heard that, that term, well, I'll just pretend and I'll just fake it until I make it. I'm not really talking about that. I'm literally talking about embodying this woman right now, thinking the way she thinks, feeling the way she feels, acting the way she would act, behaving the way she would behave, having the habits that she would have. You're doing that in advance. And when you do that, you will find yourself being led and being guided. And you'll just have these kind of thoughts that pop into your head. This happens to me all the time. Once you do this work, your intuition, it's like the dial gets turned up on your intuition and you'll be guided. And I believe our, our intuition is guided by the Holy Spirit, but you'll be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit so much more clearly so that you can actually take action. This is where the action comes in, y'all, in the fifth step. Notice I didn't say define your, your desires and then immediately go out there and take action. There were other steps that had to come first before we even got to action taking. Very, very important. And this is a very feminine forward way of creating, of co-creating the vision. And then the sixth step, the final step, and some might argue the most important and the most frustrating step is what I call sacred surrender. Sacred surrender. And what I mean by that is you literally, after you've done this work, after you've de defined your desires, after you've assessed your alignment, you've resolved the inner conflict, you've overcome these obstacles, you're embodying this woman, you're becoming her now. And then you say, thy will be done. Just like our Lord, thy will be done. You literally open your, your hands up to God and say, I'm giving this back to you. I'm entrusting this vision to you. I'm entrusting this desire to you. Because we're humans and sometimes we might get it wrong. And there's also a bigger picture God is outside of time. So he sees the whole thing from the beginning to the end. We can't see all of that. We don't have God's vantage point. And so this is why it's so important to do sacred surrender, to ultimately say "Thy will be done in my life and to be a yes to what God brings into your life this year and beyond. Because none of us has that crystal ball and knows what will happen to us and that can be a little bit scary. It's a little bit of, of fear as we're walking into a new year. We don't know what kind of year it's going to be, right? We have the benefit at the end of the year, we can look back in hindsight and say, oh, okay, I see how all the pieces were fitting together. You know, I see the challenges, but I also see the blessings and we can see all of that. But when we're starting at the, the top of a new year, again, it's those blank pages, 365 blank pages. I don't know what's going to be in those pages. And this is where we, we rest 
back in our beautiful Catholic faith. And we, we trust that God has grace for us literally every day. In every moment, he has the grace that we need. And so these are the six steps of really creating this extraordinary year. And I would love for you to, to walk through this process. I gave you a very broad overview. So take some time and actually maybe you write these down and maybe you start to work through the steps. But I also want to let you know that from January 16th through 18th, I'm actually running a live workshop where I'm going to walk you through this process in real time. And we're actually going to go into the details, into the nitty gritty of all of this. So the Extraordinary Vision Workshop will include three hours of live trainings, probably going to be more than three hours, actually. But January 16th, 17th, and 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, there will be deep dive worksheets for each of the days of the workshop, and I'll be doing live guided somatic processes on the call. But of course, it's not just the workshop because you're going to need to do this work beyond three days. It's, it's going to take more than three days to do it. So we're going to have a bonus Q&A call. So you'll have live support after the workshop. And if there are any questions that came up after you took a dive into the material, you can ask me and I'll give you feedback. But there's also a, an extraordinary vision toolkit where I'm creating audio processes that will help you to do all of these six steps and to really get clear, to clear the blocks, and then ultimately to embody this new woman that you're becoming. So what I'm going to do is leave the information about signing up for the workshop in the show notes. And I, I've also included pre-work. So before the workshop on the 16th, there's actually the goal getting the feminine way training with the embodied goals workbook. So that takes you through my 90 day process of creating goals. But there's also your extraordinary year workbook as well. If you. So if what I've shared today really resonated with you, those six steps, and you actually want to live experience of working through the six steps, I encourage you to sign up for the Extraordinary Vision Workshop. I encourage you to, to come to the calls live, but even if you can't make it live or you can't make that time, you will have access to the materials inside of the workshop, the bonuses, the toolkit, and the recordings and the worksheets. You'll have access to all of that for a full 90 days. And the reason for that is it's going to take time to process and to identify what these obstacles are and actually work through them. It, it takes time. So you have 90 days to really work through that and get really, really clear so that it will set you up for the rest of 2024. So again, I wanted to wish you a very happy new year, a very blessed new year. 
And I just want to share this, these verses from Numbers. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance on you and give you peace. Have a blessed 2024. I'll see you in the next episode. If you'd like to get started on this healing journey, be sure to download my free heart safety guide, a trauma-informed approach to healing for Catholic women. You'll learn all about heart wounds, where they come from, and how to heal them. Just click the link below to download.